Hey guys, coming at you with a Black Business Celebration. And this week we celebrate Ajua Threads, Melanin Apparel. They are celebrating melanin through a clothing line. You can check her out at www.etsy.com backslash shop backslash Ajua Threads. That is A-D-J-U-A-T-H-R-E-A-D-Z. And you can also follow her on IG at Ajua Threads. A-D-J-U-A-T-H-R-E-A-D-Z. Go ahead and check her out. Purchase something. She has wonderful apparel and she has Black Girl Magic earrings, which I love. Um, Check her out and purchase something from a Black business. Hey guys. It's Lena, and today's episode is about ancestor veneration. Mm-hmm. So, veneration is reverence, um, worship, honor. You know, all of these words are synonymous and they're interchangeable. So, you know, and ancestors are those loved ones who are no longer with us here in the physical realm. Mm-hmm. So, today's episode is highlighting, you know, ancestor reverence and its importance in your spiritual walk. So we will discuss our experiences and our thoughts regarding the subject and you know how it relates relates to our um, spiritual growth. Okay, hey. how you doing, Michelle? I am doing wonderful. How about you? I'm good. I'm a little nervous, you know, I'm not used to being on this end of the <laughs> episode (laughs) I'm gonna let you do your thing (laughs) okay so the first question I had was you know why is ancestral reverence important in your spiritual path and how did you learn about ancestral worship so for me I feel like it helps me to connect with um based on my bloodline my roots um and learning who I am as a person and where I come from um it also may sound weird, but I believe that the ancestors appreciate it. Um, it also helps them heal because I feel like once they cross over, I feel like they live a different life. So I feel like maybe not the obstacles that we have here, they don't endure those, but it's like, you know how you play a game, a different level. Right. And you endure different obstacles. I feel like um, it helps them make it on the other side um but I feel like they need a support system wherever they went and like they're familiar with this place so like that kid like a kid on the first day of school you're still familiar with you know daycare so you need that support system um but I learned about it um through my studies of confusionism um so on my spiritual journey, once I decided that I no longer wanted to follow Christianity, I did an independent study of theology. Mm-hmm. Um, and so it's actually a whole ritual and it's very well known in the Chinese culture. Um, and it dates back to Yang Shile. Uh, I think I'm saying that correct. So it dates back pretty far um, with their rituals on 
um, with the ancestors doing their rituals. But it's very prevail- uh, prevalent, prevalent, prevalent through Africa as well. So I felt mm-hmm. connected to it and I just began doing my works from there. Okay. What about you? There you go with them receipts. You're going to do your homework. <laughs> okay. You're always going <laughs> to do your homework. I like that. Um, so for me, you know, as I mentioned in an earlier episode, you know, I practice hoodoo. You know, hoodoo is also known as, you know, conjure root, root work. Mm-hmm. Mm, tongue tied. <laughs> and, you know, in a nutshell, it's just, you know, African-American spirit spirituality, mm-hmm. you know, created you know, by the enslaved Africans. Right. You know, and at its core, it is ancestor reverence. So when I was walking, you know, and searching my truth and my path, you know, I studied a lot too. I didn't study Confucius, (laughs) but, you know, I did come across Islam, a little bit of witchcraft and some voodoo. And, you know, and hoodoo is what really spoke and and I related to it the most. You know, mind you, I grew up Pentecostal Christian. Right. You know, and I went to Church of God in Christ. So Mm -hmm. it's all about that connection. Right. So even even as a Christian, you know, we believe we believe that, you know, once you pass away, you go to heaven and in heaven, you're an angel and you get your assignment and, you know, you have to work in heaven basically you know what I mean so I feel like the ancestral reverence is a little you know it's it's not a far stretch from that belief if that makes sense you know what I mean Mm -hmm. it's a similar concept instead of becoming an angel you become an ancestor once you pass Mm -hmm. so you know they're there to provide guidance and they can intercede if they're if it's necessary you know Mm -hmm. our ancestors are our defense our protection, you know, and sometimes even our comfort, you know. So it's very important to my spiritual path because it shows, you know, homage and respect for my loved ones, you know. Mm-hmm. And by reverencing them is how I show my gratitude. So mm, awesome. All righty. So next question. Um, who do you consider an ancestor? So um anyone who has passed that's blood related i personally consider consider them an ancestor um although an ancestor is usually blood related i also take into consideration before i work with them what the person's past was and how they lived their life um just because they're an ancestor doesn't mean that i just dive in and work with them um but being that we're saying ancestor that would typically be a person who has lived their entire life before you knew them um, and you're hearing bits and pieces about them passed down. Um, but I personally know my ancestors, the ones that I put on the altar. Um, however, once you do contact them, you do become aware of who you should engage with and who you shouldn't. So it's anybody that is blood related that has passed on so yes if my sister lord forbid passed on uh today then she would become my ancestor because she would be able to help me on the other side so right right. (laughs) what about you okay um for me an, an ancestor is you know someone that was here physically here on earth mm-hmm. and they experienced 
all the love, joy, sorrow, pains, and all those feelings of a human being. So they're humanistic. Yeah, -hmm. yeah. They, They are your aunts, your parents, your uncles, your siblings, you know. I, I consider anybody, like you said, that bloodline, mm-hmm. you know, those loved ones within your family that are deceased, mm-hmm. you know, those are considered ancestors. But then and again, if you don't, don't you feel more comfortable working with somebody that that is humanistic? That's weird that you pointed right. that out because they they are aware of the same experiences that you had so when I mm-hmm. do my works I feel more comfortable working with them versus yes. a deity that I don't know right right yes <laughs> yes they can relate yes. mm-hmm. they can relate they're relatable you know and, and then they have that bloodline you know um, like you did mention there are some the unknowns and the the ones who you hear bits and pieces you know mm-hmm. they they are also considered you know your your ancestors so those that are unknown that were like the enslaved that fought back and killed the slave owners you know those are my ancestors uh, you know those leaders those warriors those um kings the queens you know all of them are considered my ancestors mm-hmm. you know what and i also consider zora neil hurston and tony morrison my two favorite authors mm-hmm. black authors my ancestors, you know, they they are living, not living, excuse me, they are legends in their walk. Mm-hmm. And, and, you know, I consider them, you know, positive, they had positive impact on my life and they're no longer with us. Okay. That makes sense. So your ancestors, when you say ancestor and you're working, doing your works with someone on the other side, it doesn't necessarily have to be blood related. It's somebody that it's humanistic that can relate to you, but that made an impact on your life, right? Yes. Oh, okay. Yes. Okay. Yes. yes, ma'am. Okay. Okay. <laughs> so, um, how do you communicate with your ancestors? You know, how often do you communicate with them, and and how do you receive messages messages from them? Well, so I am very intuitive. Um, if people don't know, I am super intuitive. So it. <laughs> I think I have been receiving messages from them for a while, but just getting into, I thought I, I thought it was weird and it freaked me out, but just getting into this, I realized what it was. So I received my messages from a meditation and this is going to sound weird, but I receive a lot of messages through dreams. When I dream, mm-hmm. it means something. It's not, mm-hmm. it's not a pointless <laughs> dream. Um, and I also connect with them through my cards but meditation in front of the altar usually provides pretty detailed, clear messages. Um, and I communicate with them twice a week. The dreams are less frequent than any other method that I communicate with them through, but, or receive my messages. Um, it's not, see, some people tell you, you know, Hey, ask for a dream and this will come to you. It's not, it's not that easy. My dreams come when it's meant for it. And if, and you know, if I call you and say, hey, I had a dream about you or something, it's a message in there. It's not just me having crazy dreams. So, um, but those are less frequent than me coming in here meditating and receiving a message. 
What about you? Okay. <laughs> so twice a week. Oh, hold on. I just wanted to. Twice a week. Do you have certain days in which you dedicate time to meditate and communicate with them? So, um, I'm teaching my daughter. So we don't have certain days. It is just we just make sure we do it twice. Twice. Um, okay. A week and. Um, she knows she usually tells me hey mommy we got to go talk to the aunt she comes in here sometimes and does it herself too oh herself. i like that i love that yeah i love that. girl but <laughs> so i think people should learn about this because it is um they talk to you all the time i had a picture of my great grandma and my daughter said that <laughs> she said i remember talking to her and my grandma has been, she's been dead since 2008 and I had my daughter since 2015 I was like are you sure it was her and I showed her a different picture and she pointed her out uh, again oh yeah she was like she told me to quit being bad <laughs> oh see there you go there you go thank so, you grandma yeah, it is something you should definitely pass down to your children and make absolutely. them aware of mm-hmm. absolutely you know and I you know I kind of just talk to my my ancestors like like if they were still here today, you know what I mean? Just a candid conversation between us, you know, mm-hmm. I, I talk to them. I want to say I talk to them daily, not, not necessarily a formal, you know, at my altar, you know, talking to them daily, but you know, I think about them daily, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, so when I, when I communicate with them, I, you know, I want to call them by name. I want to, you know, let them know, you know, respect and gratitude. You know, there was a prayer I got from the Afro Mystic, mm-hmm. and I recite that prayer. Like, if I'm formally going to my altar, I'll recite the prayer before lighting the candles. And that's how, you know, I start the communication. We're well, going to have to send I, on I over that prayer because, honey, I go in there oh, and just yeah. talk to him like I'm talking to you. <laughs> <laughs> and I do. After I say the prayer, I guess that's just a part of the. Uh, I guess the structure, you know, coming from that, you know, structural religion, you know, so that's just, it's not like the Lord's prayer per se, but, you know, I guess hard, what they say, um, bad habits are hard to break. Right, right. But yeah, I'll go ahead and send that to you. Um, you know, I light my candles and then I just sit there and I talk to them, you know, if I'm, you know, petitioning or asking for guidance or assistance, you know, I, I sit the, at the altar and I, um, I talk to them and then just depending on, you know, what exactly I'm trying to seek. I, I sometimes write while I'm at my altar, you know, just write things and my thoughts. And then I later go back and read them, you know, to mm-hmm. see if, if they sent me a message through my writing, if that makes sense. <laughs> so that, that is the psychic uh, writing or the medium writing. I forgot what it's yes. called, but I know what yes. you're talking about. Right, I didn't even know it was a word for it, <laughs> but uh, mm-hmm. you know, I, I find myself just writing down my thoughts or whatever, and then later on, you know, a few days, maybe even months, I'll go back to those those messages to see if there's a message in within those writings. Um, I also get messages in dreams. My dreams aren't always clear, though. Like it's a hidden message in, mm-hmm. in the dream, but um, you know, sometimes I get like a vibe like an energy like you said Zoe said she told her to (laughs) (laughs) you know sometimes people are like now you know better you know what I mean so it's like a a a vibe a a energy you know and then sometimes deja vu 
Mm. You're, you're sitting here like, I know I've done this before, or, you know, sometimes those are messages, you know. Um, sometimes they deliver messages through people, oftentimes you. <laughs> <laughs> it just had to be me, didn't it? <laughs> right, because, you know, you have that connection, and sometimes they'll, they'll send you messages through you. Um, if you see those repetitive numbers called angel numbers, you know, those can be messages. And, um, you know, I feel like the stronger your relationship is with your ancestors, the messages are more clear. And then you'll you'll recognize those signs and those messages, if that makes sense. Like we literally talk to dead people. But <laughs> I wanted to share something with you. I don't, I'm not sure if you are aware, but before you do your spell work, did you know that you are supposed to um, consult with your ancestors to see if they are ready to take on that fight? So let's say somebody did something wrong to me and I wanted to hex them. I have to take on, um, go to my ancestors and make sure they okay it because they're fighting the battle for you spiritually. And if they're not ready to take on that battle, that's how a spell backfires. I just wanted to put that out there because everybody's like spell work is bad and blah, blah, blah. No, it backfires when you don't get permission. Right. And not even permission. Sometimes the person that you're gunning against they, their protection and their ancestors might be looking out and you know what I mean mm-hmm. that's why so you have that to make sure they're to, ready to take on that fight yeah mm-hmm. they like hold on I know her feet people and they ain't <laughs> right right so it's right, like, like uh-uh. into this and ancestor worship and all this it, it's a lot that goes into it that people don't understand that goes on in the background but right oh, good thank you for bringing that up yeah that, that's gonna be another that's gonna be another episode too oh, so i'm is. excited <laughs> i'm excited so in what ways do you honor your ancestors and you know do you give them any offerings so i do as i mentioned before i have an altar in my quote-unquote quiet room that's what i tell my daughter it's the quiet room um, <laughs> okay. so on my altar i have pictures of my ancestors as i mentioned before i haven't started working with anyone that I don't know. My ancestors that are on my altar are um, my great grandmother and great grandfather and they lived to about 98 so I was I had plenty of contact with them like when I was a little girl Um, and my grandfather um, who lived to when I was about six and I remember everything Um, those are the only people I do have on my altar but I did have my friend um, who killed himself last year we were very close Um, he was on the altar Um, I removed him because I felt like I helped him with what he needed to do on the other side and he helped me so I felt like it was it was an exchange of energy but um, I put sugar cookies out I put pennies out um, Cairo syrup biscuits and coffee this is all the stuff that my my grandparents liked okay um, i do this about twice a month and i leave it out for about three days no i don't have ants no i don't have ants <laughs> or roaches so it's good for me to leave it out for three days but if you have those problems you might want to think about that um, right <laughs> i also burn ancestor money um and i send loving vibes so the ancestor money is burned to dissolve any negative karma and it also helps them obtain things that they need on the other side once it's burned once that karma karma is dissolved um, and they're debt free they can come over here and assist you in this realm so that is an important part of doing um ancestral work and also 
they're called um, hell notes that yeah, you would purchase and they are in Chinese because the ancestor reverence is dated back that that's who started it right right, so right. you would buy the ones I mean of course they made the new ones in American but you would get the original which are the hell notes to burn the hell notes mm-hmm. okay where do you um, where do you get your hell notes where do I get everything Amazon Amazon <laughs> and that is not a everything okay <laughs> okay the big packs like the 500 piece okay and you do that twice uh twice a week now the ancestor money my daughter likes to see it burn for some reason so we do it every night every night mm-hmm, we, do it. <laughs> we burn about two uh hell notes every night but they're like okay you might get it's different like i get nine million so it's like two of them are burned so 18 million is burned every night oh okay and okay. it actually you see like stuff being removed from your life once you keep burning it because when it turns the fire will turn green if it's green that means that they need it so once you keep burning keep burning then the fire is orange red whatever it's it's clear oh the dead the dead is clear right okay Mm -hmm. okay i like that i like that i'm gonna have to look into that um i i have an altar as well Mm -hmm. um on my altar i have you know i have candles i keep a blue candle on my altar is for protection okay. you know I have pennies up there too for protection and good luck a few two dollar bills I don't have any held notes but a couple <laughs> of the two dollar bills you know uh, I don't know why we uh, keep it, we keep those two dollar bills and we spend it like it's not money you know what I mean like, right right <laughs> so I keep that there um, I give them water and alcohol um, my granddad I give him a Twinkie and some shelled nuts. He liked pecans and walnuts and almonds and stuff like that. You know, I do give them food offerings and um, sometimes coffee, you know, it just depends on if they request certain things. You know, sometimes I'll they even play, you. and they will, <laughs> and you better be obedient. Okay. Uh, <laughs> yeah. You know, sometimes I'll play them some songs, you know, like some gospel or some jazz or some 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 music, you know. Um, we also celebrate Kwanzaa as a family mm-hmm. and every day during Kwanzaa, Kwanzaa seven day celebration, um, we honor the ancestors. We pay homage to them and we honor them every night during Kwanzaa. You know, we share fond stories and memories and, you know, we thank them for their protection and their guidance. And um, so every day you t- partake in the unity, unity cup. Mm-hmm. So our unity cup just has grape juice, some sparkling grape juice. <laughs> no, oh, okay. no libation, mm-hmm. no libation, right. just sparkling grape juice. So before we take partake of the unity cup, we always pour out some libation. You hear me with air quotes, libation. <laughs> <laughs> we pour them out a little uh, libation, you know, the pouring them out for your homies or whatever. That actually dates back to an African practice, you know, pouring out, you know, and paying the libation for our ancestors so we do that mm-hmm. and then um every year new year's they get their plate first they get their greens they black eyed peas they macaroni and cheese they get their plate first and i don't leave it out for three days though 
I, I normally go ahead. <laughs> I, mean, <laughs> I, mean, I, I mean, I ain't got a, a bug problem either, but I don't want to invite no bug problems. Right. So usually by that evening or early the next morning, I'll go ahead and, and um, leave the offering at, at the at the trunk of my tree in my front yard. I know my neighbors be like, why she got <laughs> what's she doing? Why she got that macaroni <laughs> cheese out there? So yeah, that's how I, I hook my people up. I hook my people up. So, do you leave? Do you set the plate on the table, like for them, oh like as if they were there, right? Well, no, I I put the plate on their altar, on my altar. Okay, okay. So, because okay. I know some people, they you know, put the plate at the table like the ancestors there, um, right at the I head remember, of the table. Right. I remember African friend, his father passed, and he did say that they said his mother was set the. She still does after. However, I think he's been um, deceased for a number of years, and she still sets his plate there at the head of the table. Yeah, and he gets it first too. Mm-hmm. Come on, Mama, I like mm-hmm. that. I like yep. that. Girl, that'd like be funny that. if they'd be like, "We we do not eat over here," but okay. <laughs> we don't need like, that, okay. but okay. <laughs> but okay, sometimes they do. They be little little mac and cheese, a little coffee, a little, famous, little tea cake. So. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> So, um, what things do you think the ancestors can assist you with? And have you ever petitioned them? And if you have, for what? So, I do think that they help me with um, balance. Um, as I stated before, opening roads. I mm, There has been, okay, so there's been an instance um, where I do not do mediumship. Um, I am terrified of it for whatever reason. Um, but my grandpa, every time I would get, because I do get readings from other people, every time I get a reading, my grandpa comes through. Um, okay. And I had went to a, and I think I told you about this. I went to a metaphysical affair, a metaphysical fair. Um, and I, this was around 2014 in August. My grandpa came through. So they do give you warnings. He came through and I was reading with a medium named Richard Cisneros. I don't know how to... It's spelled C-I-S-N-E-R-O-S. You can look him up. He's a very, very good. Um, and he gave me a message from my grandpa. And the message was to watch out for the baby. And I'm like, can I get clarification on that? Who's pregnant? You know, like, what's going on? Right. And I found out I was pregnant September the 2nd. So they do uh-huh. tell you, um, they give you warnings and messages. Well, they give me warnings and mes- messages. Um, I do petition them. And it's not for anything big. It is for protection for my daughter. Anytime she's away from me, I'll petition my strongest ancestor to protect Mm -hmm. her and watch over her. And I need them to intervene if necessary. Yes. uh, She hasn't had no problems because if you do, if if she's away from home, um, whether it be school or anywhere and you fuck over her, you get fucked up. Like, right, because right, they coming. <laughs> right, they coming. Yeah, they so, coming. Um, right. The, I mean, I it's, the little boy in her class had threatened her. I think she wouldn't give him a kiss. Remember, I told she she beat up the little boy because she wouldn't give him a kiss. And um, he had came back and threatened her and was like, "I'm gonna kill you and your mom." And what? baby, when I tell you them ancestors came through, her class was moved. Mm. Would know. I mean, she was in a different class the next day. <laughs> right. So stuff like that, you can pret- per- petition them for protection and to intervene. Um, I don't ask them for money or anything. Okay. 
Okay. And my, I said any and everything, girl. Any and Hello? everything. Can you hear me? Hello? So let me tell you the funny thing. I'm in my room, my quiet room. So <laughs> I don't know if they hear us talking about them. <laughs> That's some weird stuff, right? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Okay, so we're back, guys. We're Technical back. difficulties. Technical and that happens di- with technology, so don't judge us. Don't judge us. Don't <laughs> judge us. We're going to get it together. But yeah, it just depends upon, you know, what what area or where I'm struggling with. It depends, you know, that's who I go to. Mm-hmm. Like my uncle Temple, he was the father figure for me. Mm-hmm. You know, after my parents divorced and we moved to Wisconsin. So he is definitely, you know, my protector. So like you said, that you call upon your big bad ancestor to protect mm-hmm. both. That would be my Uncle Tempo. You know what okay. I mean? Look, I don't know who it is, but whoever, whoever <laughs> is the strongest and the baddest, come on through. Come on through. Come on through. <laughs> and then, you know, my Aunt Evelyn, she passed last year from cancer. Yeah, um, I remember that. But she was so patient. You know, she rarely got upset. She was also like the voice of reason in every situation, you know, here on, on earth. And she continues to be the voice of reason now that she's, a, you know, my ancestor. So, um, and I also talked to Robin, you know, our friend that passed away. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, she's a good sister and she was a good friend. So, you know, mm-hmm. those are the people that I call upon by name. And then, you know, you can often call upon the ones that are unknown you know as you see fit but you just have to be careful with the unknowns you know you mm-hmm. don't want to invoke any any and that's going to another question but you don't want to invoke those bad or evil you know answers. right so mm-hmm. just be careful when you and we all have them yeah right, right in everybody's family we all got them skeletons some of y'all are related to uh What's that man that killed all them people? Jack the Ripper. So don't nope. be calling him. <laughs> no, <don't> be calling <laughs> him. He don't is an ancestor. So. Right. Somebody's. So yeah. Okay. It just yeah. So just be careful with the unknowns. But um. So the next question is, you know, do you think the their power is you know equivalent to that of the Christian God? So, I have studied alchemy. We are all. We all have power equivalent to that of God. But to answer the question, um, I believe that they, in a way, act as a messenger. So basically, like a Christian would have an angel, I have an ancestor. Um, They deliver messages. I think they have a little more pull on the other side than we do. So you just go to them to make it happen. Although, I'm going to emphasize that we have the same power as source energy god um and we will do a whole episode on alchemy because that is something that i want to share what i learned um <laughs> but i believe they have more access to the things that we are um we have not figured out how to access yet right right so we can access it we just do not know our capabilities 
Gotcha. Gotcha. And, you know, I agree with the, you know, messenger that I, I said that, you know, they're they're kind of like our mouthpiece, you know, um, our interceders, you know. Um, they have their experience and knowledge about being, you know, humanly, so they have that, you know, humanity about them. But at the same time, they are now spirits, you know, they're now in the spiritual realm. So, you know, I feel like they, in the nutshell, you know, they are our deities, and they can possess certain powers of those deities. So they just have the experience versus an angel is is not is not a human. So right, right. They would take the place of an angel for me because they mm-hmm. have the they've lived. I right. think um um I forgot. It's one angel that lived that came here. He was human, and that's it. So how's that? Alrighty. <laughs> so um, <laughs> she like I, I don't I, study angels, girl. Well, I, I paused because I was like, I was like, for some reason, I'm like, was it Michael? It was know. um, what is the new one? His and you know, I try to work with him, girl. My candle turned black. That was before. <laughs> that was before I came over here. Um, I girl, I I so bad want to say Megatron, and that is a transformer. So that's not him. <laughs> um, but his name do sound like Megatron. <laughs> it's gonna come to me and then I'm gonna blurt it out in the middle in the, in, like in the episode but it is okay. angel it is archangel Megatron for now Megatron for now <laughs> aka no, the transformer <laughs> <laughs> so how do you know if the ancestor that you're working with is good or evil with that I use my um my abilities my intuition um I can tell a negative or a positive energy and it's it's basically a feeling. Um, mm-hmm. If you're connected, if you are connected to source energy, you will be um, you will be able to tell. But besides when you start commanding or calling on um, any force that is not here, um, you will state that you only want higher vibrational ancestors to come forth and you always will protect your energy. Anytime mm. you're doing anything with the other side, anytime you are dabbing, dibbling, dabbling in this stuff, you need to have protection. That is right. very important. So mm-hmm. you won't, you will, you will command, you command and you will call forth the positive energy. Yeah. That makes yeah. Sense. Yep. And I, I agree with you 100%. You know, and I said you have to be cautious when you're dealing with the unknowns because everybody in your bloodline isn't good. And as she said, mm-hmm. some somebody's related to Jack the Ripper. Somebody's mm-hmm. related to Hitler. Hell, somebody is related to, you know, all those evil people. You know Meta- what I mean? Metatron. Okay. Metatron. <laughs> you know? <laughs> so, you know, like you said, you have to be specific when you're petitioning the unknowns. You know, ask for those that you said vibrate higher. Mm-hmm. You know, ask for those who mean 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 me well. Mm-hmm. Um, for those who want the most good for me wait the most the most good the good <laughs> the best the best there you go <laughs> I'm like oh, oh, oh. you know oh, those that want the best for me you know you have to be specific when you're petitioning those unknowns so you know and also, and, go ahead uh-oh. oh uh, girl I keep cutting in and out um, also <laughs> I had watched, I forgot who it was, but they made a good point. When you are, people always want to do um, 
ancestor work but when you're working with them you it's a specific reason why you call on the positive energy because some of y'all and this could be me this could be lena um some of y'all ancestors are some rapists and some of y'all got some kids in the house and mm. y'all don't need that spirit in the house with y'all children no so you want to put that protection up um and some of y'all ancestors are satanists Satan, satan they you know study satan and mm-hmm. some of y'all ancestors were slave owners but um anyway so right. you want to put yeah. that protection up and not call that that entity in your household and you have this six-year-old child running around right and like you said the the ones that are vibrating on a lower frequency they are they are um like itching for energy to feed off of energy any opening right you know any opening so and you kids are to, very open very wide open wide open so, so don't as talking, mother don't be practicing don't be playing with it and then you wake right. up and your child crawling on the ceiling like on constantine okay <laughs> so you gotta make sure you're doing it correct you gotta do it correct put your protections up you know intercede with the your good ancestors so that they can watch it back too you know what i mean they're gonna provide that protection in the spiritual womb too, too especially that biggest and the baddest you know what i mean right. mm-hmm. at the same time you just got to be mindful of all of that so so when you're asking for protection are you are you trying to get a good protection or the bad protection because when i'm calling them to protect my daughter it's whoever at that point <laughs> yeah, like, it's, it's, if, if he if he's Hitler, then he needs to go in and, and <laughs> on my baby's behalf and fuck somebody up. Okay, so, so but I'm saying when you in your household, you want to call in the good ones, I call in right. the bad ones. But if she out there in the world, you know, it's whatever. <laughs> it's whatever. True. It's whatever. But like I, t- I told you, who my protector is that's my uncle Tempo. So, so you gonna, only, he you went to one. one. Right, he went okay. to woe. He went to woe for me here, and he continually to go to woe for me there. Right, right. Because then I mean, because you know, if you got, if you a relative of Hitler, and <laughs> you know somebody else got some ancestors that you got to battle with, I mean. He probably gonna take him out. I'm just saying. <laughs> <laughs> he probably gonna get the job done. I'm just saying. <laughs> but it, de- it depends on the it depends on the intent that I'm going for. Right. Right. So then, but you gotta when you are potential, you have to be specific. You can't. Mm. And that's people be playing with fire. You gotta be okay. Go protect my daughter. Don't. But if you're a rapist, don't be trying to rape her. Okay, <laughs> I command you only to protect her. That's what we're doing. Right, boom, that's yeah. it. Mm-hmm. And you can command. Uh, you have enough authority to command. Absolutely, mm-hmm. absolutely. So yeah. So the next question we had was, why do you feel that ancestor veneration is gaining more popularity, especially amongst uh, us blacks here in the U.S.? Ooh, I got two reasons. One is because it's a fad. And some people sing Beyonce call up her ancestors in the song or she's talking about ancestor and they just want to jump on the train without doing the proper research, um, without doing shadow work um, before you execute any of those practices. So I think partially it is because it's a fad. Um, number two is some people are actually gen- genuine with, with the intent. Um, black people are, are actually waking up 
and realizing that their power, you know, they have power and where it came from and they're wanting mm-hmm. to connect with that power more and pay homage to the ancestors, um, you know, kind of like thanking them for their bloodline. So some, some people are genuine. Some people are just going with whatever. Um, right. I think that if you do, if you are one of those people that are going um, with it because it's a fad I do suggest that you do your research you will fall in love with um, ancestor work you're going to fall in love with it because you see how many people fought for you to be here and you have to remember if they never lived their life you wouldn't exist so mm. they actually they've done what we are trying to do they live their life so yeah um I am against the people that's doing it because it's a fad but the people who are genuine with it um I think it's just because they want more of that connection right right and I I agree I feel that you know the media you know it plays a part in the exposure Mm -hmm. you know whether how to say it I'm low here I'm low key here for it even if you are the the fad and the trend followers you know because like you said you will fall in love with it you know what I mean Mm -hmm. and I'm always going to support you know our community you know getting back to its roots you know what I mean so I just, I just want the relationships to be genuine and, and you know, not just the trend, you know, right. and I'm, I'm actually teaching my kids, mm-hmm. you know, you are too, you mm-hmm. know, we're teaching our kids the importance of this walk so that we can heal certain bloodlines and, and break those, and those generational curses, break the generational curses, you know, I, and I just want to start by doing that and, and create new traditions that my kids can pass along to their kids, you know, mm-hmm. I'm here for it, you know. If it's a fad or if it's genuine, I'm like, I'm I'm here for it because you're gonna fall in love with it. And the people that you know when they do the fad stuff, it, it's a lot that goes into it. So you have to do that that proper that work so you are connecting with the correct thing. And correct. I mean, we the last question we did talk a little bit, but um, you know, I feel like once you get into your power and you learn that you do have the authority to command that's when you can call in like I was saying calling anybody to protect their child and stuff because you know you have that authority to command now if mm. you're just going into it no don't do that <laughs> um, don't do that research right, don't do that. you know if, if, if it's a fad for you if you think it's cool if you think it's cute just do the research that's all do the research do research and I feel I, feel, I find the research part it, uh, I guess because uh, we low key scholars, <laughs> like right. you know what I mean. I love research and stuff. I like the research <laughs> end of it. You know what I mean. Like I, I low key like the the research end of it. It like expands my my knowledge and mm-hmm. it, it and it makes me aware of certain things. So I'm here yeah. for it. Just that high it. that you get off of researching and finding where you come from and the power that your family possesses is euphoric. Like it is, mm-hmm. you are gonna get a different high off of it. So just do the work behind it that's all that's all i'm promoting do that work do the work do the work shadow work protection Mm -hmm. ancestor work all the work yeah all righty so the last question i have is um what do you think your ancestors feelings are towards your practices i think they are actually even though most of them were christian i think that they are proud um i think that in the physical realm um, religion is just something you follow it's a law of the lands 
So I think that once they get to the other side, they become appreciative and they're they're really they are woke on the other side. We're not. Right. Um, so right. I think that is something that has been practiced um, before those generations. And we're just going back to what was practiced before. And I think that they are um, elated that I am connecting with um, the lineage and carrying on the tradition to my daughter so she can carry it on to her kids. Um, but I'm sure they are very happy. Okay. And I, I I have the same hopes. I hope that they are pleased. I hope they are that they are proud, you know, because my 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 ancestors were Christians as well. So mm-hmm. you know, I just hope that they are pleased. I know I sometimes, you know, I fall short, you know, I don't always give proper or timely offerings, you know. I just gotta ask for forgiveness and try to do better, you know what I mean? Sometimes when I find myself like in a rut and I'm stressing out and I'm depressed and I'm anxious and I'm having all these feelings, if I get up and I tend to my altar, mm-hmm. if I start wiping things down with the Florida water, light me some sage and some incest, mm-hmm. in- incense, incense, <laughs> <laughs> not incest, incense. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I feel so much better afterwards. You know what I mean? And I feel like people are placed in your life for a reason. Mm-hmm. And Michelle, I feel like you you keep me accountable in my spiritual walk. So oh, I think my Yes, you keep me accountable, you know what I mean? So I think we hold you know, each other accountable. Yeah, that, <laughs> that part. That part. So I just hope overall that they are pleased and, you know, they just continue to support me and, and guide me and intercede and protect me, you know, on the other side. So and I am sure they will. And like I said before, that 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 the fact that they are relatable is so like you had said, you the offering. Sometimes you are a little late with them. They understand because they they've lived. They have humanity. Before. Right. So. It's relatable, and I think that they are just so proud. But I think that when they get over to the other side, they remember, and I'm, the key word is remember the truth, not recognize the right. truth, because they're going back to where, wherever we came from. Um, we are going to do an episode on life after death, so <laughs> I don't want to say too much, but okay, okay. <laughs> right? We don't want to get away too much, too oh, many gems, because you know I go all the I go all the way in. So let me. I, I, it's just that the fact when you're working with your ancestors versus a deity, they are relatable and they have lived a life before, and it's your bloodline. So I think that's mm-hmm. awesome. Okay, so once again, guys, thanks for listening and. Tune in to us next week as we explore different um, elements in our spirituality and just life in general, you know? Right. So, until next time, have a good weekend. (laughs) (laughs) Bye. Bye.